This is the Church Within You podcast, and I am your host, Elder Barbara. If this is your first time dialing in, I welcome you. And if you are returning guests, I welcome you back. And I am so glad to have you join me on this evening. This episode is one where it is expressed by a sincere cry for help to the Lord in time of need. This is a Psalm of David. May the Lord bless you. And once again, I am so happy to have you join me. A prayer for help, Psalms 28. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my rock. Be not silent to me, lest if thou be silent to me, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications when I cry unto thee, when I lift my hands toward thy holy oracle. Draw me not away with the wicked, and with the workers of iniquity, which speak peace to their neighbors, but mischief is in their hearts. Give them according to their deeds and according to the wickedness of their endeavors. Give them after the work of their hands, render to them their desert, because they regard not the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. He shall destroy them and not build them up. Blessed be the Lord, because he hath heard the voice of my supplications. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusteth in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart greatly rejoiceth, and with my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is the saving strength of his anointed. Save thy people, and bless thine inheritance. Feed them also and lift them up forever. I have read in your hearing the 28th division of the book of Psalms, verses 1 through 9. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, to the hearer, and to the doer of his holy word. Amen. If thou be silent. A faithful believer may at times feel that God is not listening to his or her prayers. This experience, however, will not be the norm as long as we continue to draw near to God through Christ. After a period of trial, the Lord will respond and help us as a shepherd that careth for his sheep. That careth for his sheep. Psalms 31, 1-3 In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Deliver me speedily. Be thou my strong rock, for in house of defense to save me. For thou art my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. This psalm is a deeply personal prayer, expressing your distress before the Lord calling out for help because you need him to stop by. In the Bible, it talks about Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus was a blind beggar who called out to Jesus for mercy and healing. 
The faith of Bartimaeus is seen in how he addresses Jesus as the son of God. While the crowd tells the blind man to be quiet, Bartimaeus just got louder. When Jesus tells his disciples to bring the blind man over, a miracle happens because of his faith. Now, I went and looked up the commentary about Bartimaeus, and this is what it says. In Mark, the 10th chapter, Bartimaeus is given the name of a blind beggar whose eyes Jesus Christ opened as he went out from Jericho on his last journey to Jerusalem. An almost identical account of this is also given in the book of Luke in the 18th chapter, verses 35 to 43, except that the incident occurred as he drew nigh unto Jericho. Now the name of the blind man there in Luke, it is not given. However, in Mark, he is named as Bonimaeus. Again, according to Matthews, the 20th chapter in the 29th verse to the 34th, it says, as they went out from Jericho, two blind men received their sight. It is not absolutely impossible now that two or three events are recorded, but they are recorded close and in the similarity of the three accounts that it is highly improbable that this did not happen. Regarding them as reaffirming to the same event, it is easy to understand how the discrepancy arose in the passage of the story from mouth to mouth. And sometimes, you know, that happens when it goes from mouth to mouth, the story kind of changes a little bit. Okay. Doesn't mean that it's not true. It just sometimes changes. The main incident is clear enough. And on purely historical grounds, the miracle cannot therefore be denied. The discrepancy themselves are evidence of the wide currency of the story before our Gospels assume their present form. It is the most mechanical theory of inspiration that would demand their harmonization. Now, Bartimaeus had heard of Jesus and his miracles. And learning that he was passing by, he hoped to have his sight recovered. In coming to Christ for help and healing, we should look to him as the promised Messiah. The gracious call Christ gives us to come to him encourages our hope that if we come to him, we shall have what we come for. Those who will come to Jesus must cast away the garment of their own sufficiency, must free themselves from every weight and the sin that, like long garments, most easily besets them. Hebrews 12 and 1. Now he begged that his eyes might be open. It is very desirable to earn for a man to earn his daily bread. And where God has given men limbs and senses, it is a shame by foolishness and slowfulness to make themselves in effect blind and lame. His eyes were opened. Thy faith has made thee whole. Thy faith has made thee whole. Faith in Christ Jesus as the son of David and in his pity and power, not thy repeated words, but by thy faith. Christ setting thy faith to work. Let sinners be exhorted to imitate blind Bonimaeus, where the gospel is preached, or the written words of truth is circulated. Jesus is passing by saints, and this is our opportunity. It is not enough to come to Christ for spiritual healing, but when we are healed, we must continue to follow him. 
that we may be able to honor him, to give him the glory that is rightfully due him and to receive instruction from him. Those who have spiritual eyesight see that beauty in Christ, that it will draw them to run after him. And that's just what Bonamatus did. He cried the more, Jesus, thy son of David, please heal me. Now, let me tell you why I went and looked that up. And then I wanted to look at the commentary and see what it was. There was a song that just was playing over in my mind. And if any of you remember the late, great Reverend James Cleveland, he sung this song, Lord, do it for me. I love that song, Lord, do it for me. And the words of that song go something like this. This is a cry of your children. Lord, do it for me. Do it for me right now. He said, if you ever got in trouble, trust God that he is your way maker because only he can get you out. He said, if you are sick, you can cry out, Lord, do it for me. He said, you can do it for me because I know you as a doctor. Then he said, if your heart is heavy, and we know it that sometimes that our hearts get heavy, heavy laden, we can cry out, Lord, do it for me. Please, sir, do it for me right now. Now, this is the part I really, really love about this part of that song. And this is why I went to the commentary to look up about Bonamis, the man that sat beside the roadside begging. He says, if you read your Bible, then you read the story about the man that could not see. But when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he inched his way along and cried out, Jesus, just lay your hands on me. He said, I heard the blind man say, I know, I know you can do it. See, I heard the story about how you took two little fish and five loaves of bread and how you fed 5,000. I heard the other story about one day how you went down to the graveyard. Oh, praise God. And you told a dead man to get up and he got up. Praise God. So this is my little problem, Jesus. The blind man said, this is my little problem. I just need you to do it for me because I know you can, Master. There's another one that said, I heard about the wedding that you went to one night. And at that wedding, how you took the water and you turned it into wine. Oh, my God. I heard about it, Father. And if you can turn water into wine, I know that you can do this for me. If you can call a dead man back to life, I know you can do it for me. And if you can feed 5,000 with just two little fish and five loaves of bread, Father, I know you can do this for me. Oh, praise God. And then not only that, Father, you loved me so much. Then one late Friday evening, you went and hung on Calvary just for me. Father God, just for me, you did it just for me. So Father, I pray that you would do this for me. I know that you're still healing. I know that you're still saving. I know that you're still setting the captives free. I know, Father God, that you're still laying the way for me to walk therein. And Father, I just need you to do it for me. 
I need you, Lord God, to swing back, Father God, and touch, Lord God, because there's someone, Father God, that needs you, and they need you right now. So we need you, Lord God. We, your children, is crying out that we need you. So can you do it for us, Lord? Can you do it for us? In closing, in the book of Hebrews, in the fourth chapter, in the 16th verse, it says, let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Father, do it for me. Do it for me, Lord Jesus, right now. Mm -hmm.